He has his own podcast. What is it, y'all? Get my shit together. Welcome to the Getting My Act Together podcast. There is no meter to that introduction. Your eyelashes sparkle like you did grass. Hey, welcome to the Getting My Act Together podcast. It's Cinco de Mayo. Blowout denial. I think something like that. Welcome to the Getting My Act Together podcast, the podcast of numerous starts. They're not false starts. They're fits and starts. An Irishman named Fits and Starts. Welcome to the Getting My Act Together podcast for May 5th, 2023. I hope you had a great week and I hope you live a goddamn big weekend. Cinco de Mayo. Learning Ohio or whatever she says. Some of you, if you are among the nine people in the world who bought, who acquired, who has listened to Liz Fair's second record, which I think is called Whip Smart, you will know that I am tr- gently singing the song Cinco de Mayo. Something in hot. Maybe, maybe it's Blowout Denial. And then that, of course, reminded me that she had a song on there. I think it was the first single. The first single from her sophomore album, Whip Smart. This is Liz Fair with Supernova. I just remember a lyric in that song. Am I hyped today? Yeah. You know why? Because I'm doing more of what makes me feel most like myself. And I have been all week. I've been getting up in the morning early, early. Did I get up at 7 this morning? Did I not go back to bed? That's correct. Was I down here writing, drinking coffee? You're fucking right I was. Did I go for a run today? Did I do 100 push-ups? Did I make some money? Am I being productive? Am I achieving, working toward creative and financial? Creative and financial. That's a sign. The coffee is in there. I'm hyped. Uh, Supernova by Liz Fair. The lyric is, And your eyelashes sparkle like you did grass. (laughs) Liz. I love you, and I loved Exile on Guyville, in Guyville, Exile in Guyville, Exile, whatever it's called, Exile in Guyville, of course, and I want to know why, what record, what year did that, your eyelashes sparkle like you did grass, (laughs) was that in the 70s when you did grass, I get it. I remember there was a time in my life where I saw a truck or a van, certainly something driven by a man that said, bumper sticker said, gas, grass, or ass. Nobody rides for free. (laughs) And that was the currency for that man. You could provide gasoline for the vehicle. You could provide some grass. Hey, man, can you give me some, can you give me a ride down the street? I (laughs) I have some hay we can smoke. Or... You could give them a little ass. Those were the currencies, the legal tender for the driver of that van, truck, or other killing machine that I saw when I was a kid. Gas, grass, or ass. Remember there was a time you could see a bumper sticker that simply said, declaratively, no fat chicks. 
That was it. No context, no clarification, no subplot, no bullet points below. Just simply no fat chicks is what it said. But that was at a time when America was not as obese as it is today. All right. So Liz Fair said, your eyelashes sparkle like you did grass. That reminds me, those are 70s terms. I said to my wife the other day, hey, why don't we just screw and then take a nap? <laughs> and she said, all right, 70s. And uh, I don't think it obtained. I think we went in different directions that day. Sometimes a turn of phrase can just get you right out of the running. I just felt like screw was just a nice, funny word to use. And it got a good laugh, got a good pop. Uh, the punchline worked, but I don't think it really uh, translated into much activity. Anyway, I hope your week has gone great, and I hope you're ready for a big weekend. Uh, here in Atlanta, Georgia, I have lived most like my true self this week. Uh, and, and there's something powerful in doing that. I'm a man who does, who's trying to live life on his own terms. And I, I feel good about that. I came down here amazingly. This is amazing. In Atlanta, Georgia, I was down in my basement Tuesday morning. The, no, Wednesday morning, pardon me. The Wednesday morning after Limerick, the Tuesday night Limerick, which was terrific, as always. Or not as always. Most of the time, Limerick is terrific. It's not always great. I'll be honest with you. I am being honest with you. Uh, but it, it, was, it was good. It was good that night. It's not, it's not perfect every night, but it was good that night. Uh, Wednesday morning, I'm down in the basement, and I want to I develop more material. Uh, you've heard me talk about this, so I was down here writing, doing more of what makes me feel most like myself, uh, living my behaviors aligning with my attitude in, in that perfect congruency where I'm doing, I'm being who I am, I'm doing what I care about, what interests me, and I'm not wasting my time on that other bullshit that slows me down or slows you down. Working on a bit about shooting. Did I mention it on the previous podcast? Maybe. But I used to have a bit where I said something like, and pardon me if I said it, you know, on Tuesday's podcast. It's just, it's, you know, it's been a while. Um, I was going to say that night at the Laughing Skull that I really like this time of year. It's warm. People are getting outside. It seems like people are in a good mood. I don't like that time of the year at the end of July, early August, when I just feel like everyone's kind of, dreading going back to school shootings, right? That's a, that's a punchline, and I've done it, and sometimes it'll get a pop, other times it won't. But the follow-up to it is it's a, it's a joke that I have to say uh, very carefully. Like, you have to pick my time because any minute now, it's going to be very insensitive. And what I'm trying to say in the joke is the school shootings are, are all the time. Mass shootings are, are, are omnipresent. And so much so that you can't even, you can't even have a discussion about them. Or a, or a, or a, um, it's like a complaining about airline food. It's almost hack to talk about mass shootings or school shootings or shoot up the post office, shoot up the school. Because it happens every fucking day in this country, the United States of America. My listeners 
in the most populous country in the world, India. What the fuck is going on with us? What the fuck is going on with this country? And when it happens, we're just like, nothing's going to change. Anyway, I'm in the basement writing about, uh, uh, writing that, thinking about it. I actually think I have a little something where I can come at cops, I can come at shootings in an indirect way. What do you think of this? Here's me trying to get my act together. Something along the lines of school shootings and mass shootings become such a, such a morbid fact of life that now we we analyze them like they're news events. We analyze we analyze them like they're sports events. If you listen to the way people talk about them afterwards, they're like the cops are like the teams that played in the game, and it's like oh well they uh, you know they really showed up at uh, Nashville Christian the other day. They uh, were well prepared, organized team. They ran their stuff. They got results. They had a quick score, and they ended the game early. They got home. They, You know what they did? They represented themselves well, those cops, at that Nashville Christian school shooting. That's how, they, that's how we talk about them. How did, the cop, how did the cops do? Talk about focusing on, I mean, yes, it's part of it, but it seems to be uh, whatever it is. If an antecedent is the thing that happens before the shooting, the cop reaction is, is that. What is that? Antecedent? Decedent? It's the wrong pun to throw in there, but as a, that, that's how we talk about them. That's how we talk about them. Yeah, they they uh, they came, they came prepared. They 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 clearly uh, you know learned from some some past losses, and they uh, they were focused. They were really executing. And these terms are just unbelievable. How much I'm just thinking of it now. How much they really connect to what happened? Decedent execution, like what the fuck? They played well. They did. They did their job. They got in. They got out, and, and they got home. Uh, you know, un- unlike that team in Uvalde, Texas, who did not cover themselves in glory, they uh, they they played scared that day. They lacked a lot of heart and courage. They uh, you know made you wonder why they even play the sport to begin with. They were so ineffective. They need new coaching. They might have to, you know what they might have to do? They might have to blow the whole thing up and start over again. They need to rebuild that thing, those that team down in Uvalde, Texas, because, frankly, they had their asses handed to themselves, and they didn't have the decency to acknowledge it. You know, you can tell a lot about a team and a player, how they address the press and the media afterward. Do they sit there and say, do they blame point fingers, or do they say, you know what, this is us? Playoffs? We can't even rescue kids in a kindergarten. Playoffs? What are we talking about? We're Uvalde fucking law enforcement. We can't do shit. That's taking ownership and accountability. Anyway, I was down in the basement thinking, is that a bit? Writing that a little bit. And I think if I sort of take out some of the coarse nature of it, yeah, maybe I can make a bit out of it. Because it's a way to come at the cops. It's a way to come at the shootings without making everybody triggering everybody and I don't mean that like whoa I'm a woke I'm a whatever uh, edgelord comic I just mean like they're real depressing hurtful things that are going to trigger generate emotions for people and if you just say school shootings it's gonna it throws a casts here's another expression casts a pall over the room so I feel like maybe I can come at come at 
talking about it a little indirectly like that while still making a point. You tell me, listeners. You're the ones that are helping me get to my get my act together. I don't know. They had a good game plan at the uh, Nashville Christian. They they knew what they wanted to do. You know, sometimes a team shows up focused. You can see it in their eyes. They're not going to lose. And that's what those cops did that day. As opposed to that team down in Uvalde, Texas. They they look like they'd never met one another. They look. You know what they weren't they weren't doing. They weren't playing for the badge. They weren't. They weren't thinking about the name on the jersey and what it is an honor and a privilege to wear that jersey. And you have to, no matter what you're going through that day, you have to show up on behalf of the jersey. And they just didn't. They were gutless. And they had their asses handed to them. You know what I mean? Maybe I can come at it like that a little bit. While I'm in the basement on Tuesday, Wednesday, pardon me, writing this stuff, thinking maybe I'm on to something. There is, when I move upstairs, there is a fucking active shooting. There is an active shooter situation like two miles away from where my daughter sleeps. And if you listen to the podcast and you go back in time to when I got the second vaccination... There was an active shooter situation the day after, or day of, I can't remember exactly what it was, I got the second vaccine shot. When some asshole murdered a bunch of people in a series of massage parlors that were exclusively Asian uh, worked, Asian operated, Asian... um, Person, I was going to say manned. Asian spas. Asian spas is what they, they, they were. And this guy went in and fucking murdered a bunch of people. That took place two miles away from my house, or at least part of it did. And the shootings are closing in on me. That's I've had two headline grabs, and that says nothing about just the relentless gunplay in the city of Atlanta. <laughs> but these are two high-profile shootings that I feel like I feel like they're closing in on me, the, the high-profile shootings. Two, and, and if you, you're not aware of what happened in Atlanta the other day, a guy went into a, a doctor's office because why not? That's where you'd want to kill somebody. Somebody fucking given their lives to try and help other people. Is it a perfect system? No. Is a doctor better than a banker? Yes, absolutely. And killed one person, I think shot five others. So that's a mass shooting. Not everyone died. And and this is another thing that happens post-shooting USA. We quickly move on from the fact that we have an epidemic of gun violence in this country and talk about, well, let's be clear, was it a was it a mass shooting or was it a spree? Like my, you know, was it a mass shooting? Or was it uh, an isolated shooting? He had a pistol, so does it count? Or no, he had a rifle, and he, he killed people, but this guy shot six people, and we just were too far in the what happens after. That's how, that's how, that's how clearly we feel like nothing is going to change. That's how clear it is, is that we're just in the after action. 
more cops, more fucking bulletproof vests, more fascist visors down, all this shit. Cops ran around for, you know, half the day trying to find this fucking guy. And if it weren't for Big Brother and Facebook and all this other, it, if they had to actually do their jobs, and all right, I'm not trying to shit on the cops right now. Um, but that's where we are in the conversation of, of, of mass shootings. Of act, Well, it was an active shooter. It wasn't a mass shooting. He shot five or six people. That seems seems a significant mass if one of those people is your friend or loved one or you care about human beings. I couldn't even... That's that's how often these fucking things happen. I couldn't even get out of the basement, go upstairs, have my day, go to the Laughing Skull Lounge and tell my stupid little joke because the goddamn thing happened then. And needless to say, the Laughing Skull was a... Uh, and here are all the wrong words. Morgue, cemetery, dead. All these things at the beginning. People were like, uh, we're... Because the Laughing Skull, if you don't know, for people who who don't live in Atlanta, my Indian listeners, my listeners, Chi-Town Save Me, the Laughing Skull Lounge is at uh, 7th Street. And the shootings took place at 14th Street. So that's seven blocks, whatever that is. That's not even half a mile. So there was... I was the host who lived a couple miles from the shooting. And then all these people are in this club, which is seven blocks down the street from where the shooting happened. <laughs> and people at the beginning were just like, yeah, I don't know, what are we doing here? And then, of course, I told them what I'm telling you now, and it did not start to show off in a very hot way at all. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> um, but we, it ultimately turned out to be a good show and was really fun in the end. Anyway, that that was that's what happened. That's what happened. I don't want to say I did. That's what happened in Atlanta on Tuesday, on Wednesday morning. There was an active shooter situation in a hugely populous part of the city, and he killed someone in a, a CDC worker. Again, someone trying to do good with their career. Killed someone in a doctor's office. Shot a bunch of other people, and then vanished. Stole a car, and they found him like. Nine hours later, which is incredible to me that it took them that long. But, you know, that's what they did. And fortunately, no one else was killed, I don't think. The same day or the next day, there's some guy down in South Georgia. He slaughtered five people in a McDonald's because, you know, he was having a bad day. Or they wouldn't make it his way. Or whoever fucking knows what it was. It's just wild. It's wild how numb we are to this. And you know what? I haven't really told you this. I don't think maybe I have on a previous podcast. But I feel like every time there is an active shooter situation, maybe I'm overly sensitive now that we have a child. But my wife's vibe is a little bit like she looks at me suspicious. Not suspiciously. It's short of suspicion. But like I kind of feel like she's saying men suck. I feel like that's what she's. I feel like that's what she's saying. Men suck because men do these things, right? Like, I'm in part risk. My team is responsible for this insane insanity. This world in which my wife's 
favorite thing on the planet exists and smiles and laughs and is going to try to grow up without being slaughtered by some person who just had a bad day or, you know, kicked up. All right. So anyway, I feel like my wife, I, I don't want to go too much further. Remember I talked about the guy who, uh, you know, when you have the balloon bounce over and then, you know, sometimes a guy will just fucking pop your ball when it bounces over into his, into his yard. Now it's even worse. Now you can have a ball go in your neighbor's yard and you just get shot or you're going to pick up your brother and you knock on the door and it's like, fuck you. Or a homeless guy is having an episode on a train and you can just fucking strangle him. It's wild. It's wild. Anyway, anyway, I'm not going to talk about that. Because you know what? We're just doing a nice, easy 30 minutes. Say hello. How's everyone doing on a Friday? And uh, we're going we're gonna to get through and have a great weekend. Okay? I told you about my opener that I was saying the weekend of Taylor Swift was here. Did I tell you that? I came out to the crowds and I'd say, Hello, everyone who didn't get Taylor Swift tickets. And who couldn't get Taylor Swift tickets, which is not the most original thing to say. But then I tagged it by saying, hello, everyone who couldn't get Taylor Swift tickets tonight and black people and straight men and people in wheelchairs. <laughs> and they're like, well, what does that have to do with it? Uh, and I was like, uh, nothing. But I heard Taylor Swift really didn't like those people and they don't like her. I'll tell you some insensitive thing and then I'll let you go. The term for the football team that exists, I don't know, existed, what, three years ago in 2020? When did the Washington Redskins change their name? It's amazing. I mean, it couldn't be more than three years ago, I don't think, could it? When they became the Washington football team, which was kind of a cool name. And my Indian friends who are listening are like, wait a minute, what? Yeah, we had a football team named the Redskins. And you know where they played? In the nation's capital. And there was there's a time every year where the military, the fifth arm, sixth arm of the U.S. military, the NFL, would wear green sweatshirts because they're all military. And it's so propagandistic and so fascist. But whatever. This is who we are. This is us. And I'm just a 19-year-old crying in his sophomore U.S. history class. He read some Chomsky. <laughs> now look out. But these guys would wear these sweatshirts that are like camouflage-looking sweatshirts with the Redskins logo on the front of it, which is like, like it's like, uh, I can't imagine what that's like. It's like, a, it's like a priest putting pictures of kids on his shirts. Like the, the, the U.S. government is putting the victim's face on their uniform. That's wild. Wild. Get your head. Bro, get your head around that. You can't say that anymore. What? Just, you're going to say it. Say it. Whatever you have to say. Anyway, here's say it and see what the audience. If the audience <laughs> is your fan base, you're going to be fine. So don't worry about it. What am I talking about? I don't know, dude. I got wrapped around the axle. The name Redskins is just so wild that it, I'm not, of course, offensive and I'm not, that's not for the conversation. That I said to, um, I said to a, 
a black guy the other day. I said something to, who was from D.C. and said, oh, yeah, um, or, or from that part of the country. And he said, oh, yeah, I, I'm not an Eagles fan. I said, oh, I just said out loud. I said, oh, Redskins. And he corrected me so quickly and said, commanders, I think that's what they're called, or centurions, guardians. I think my Indian friends, there used to be a baseball team in Cleveland until like 10 minutes ago called the Cleveland Indians. And they are now called something else. So I think they might be the Cleveland guardians of what? <laughs> of the mistake by the lake. <laughs> Shout out to everybody listening in Cleveland. And Columbus also, Dayton, Akron, Lima or Lima, and uh, the realist city of them all. Um, oh my God! Why is it escaping me? What's the what's the realist city of them all in Ohio? It's why is it escaping me? You're probably sitting there thinking, I know what it is. It's What is this that city where the fighters and the football players come from? Uh, it'll come to me in just a second. I'm not going to look it up because I've made my pledge to you three years ago. I would never use the internet while, report, while recording the podcast. There used to be a baseball team called the Indians. Then they changed their name. There used to be a football team called the Redskins. And so the guy said, oh, no, I'm not an Eagles fan. I said, oh, Redskins? And he so quickly said to me, commanders or guardians, that, and maybe it's because I was talking to a black guy, that it felt like, it, it felt, you know, it did. It felt like the slur that it is, Redskins. I just blurted it out, and he quickly checked me, and it was like, oh, my God. It's great that it turned overnight, and people are like, dude, we can't say that. And white man, you especially shouldn't say it. Well, nobody should say it, but I certainly shouldn't say it. And it was uh, it was just all of a sudden I was like, oh, my God, ugh, it does sound pretty awful coming out of your mouth. And, boy, what a fucking shitty football franchise that is. <laughs> come on, what is that city? It'll come to me. It'll come to me. It's, 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 like, where, it's like the hardest realist ones in Ohio come from. <laughs> Am I going to find it by searching for it? No. I'm going to find it by not thinking about it. If I don't, if it doesn't come to me in the next three minutes or so, then I will uh, post it in the uh, in the description of the podcast, or maybe just I'll just title the podcast whatever that city is because I uh, Youngstown. There we go. There we go, there we go, Youngstown, real one, city, right? Okay, one other thing is my wife told me that she has taken to, my wife, I've told you, is the funniest person I know and has a lot of, uh, she has a lot of great one-liners and a lot of great comebacks and she's, she's hilarious, uh, she's very quick, uh, but not all of her friends, I don't think, uh, expect not, I mean, her close friends probably do, but maybe or closest or longest tenured friends. There are times where some people, where, where her humor is surprising to a lot of people. Maybe they don't expect it to come out of her or something like that. 
So what she has told me, she kind of conveyed this to me, and what she told me she started doing is putting it all in my voice, <laughs> which is great because she's given me the good lines, but it's also interesting that she's also buying herself, she's buying herself bomb cover. So she's taken now to saying inappropriate things to her friends by preface it by saying, well, as my husband would say, that guy's a that guy's got a small dick or something like that, you know? And she said it's great because they just crack up thinking and they don't have to worry about her being inappropriate or inoffensive. And I'm not talking about like her closest girlfriends, longest tenured girlfriends, probably talking about people she's known uh, less, uh, of less duration. What am I trying to say? You know what I'm trying to say. Hasn't known as long. The old people, I mean, old long tenured ones, she can say whatever she wants, but I guess this is like people she's not known quite as long or quite as well, or maybe they don't trust that she's actually joking or whatever the case may be. So now that her friends know that her husband's a stand-up, she'd just say, well, as my husband would say, and then she can say whatever offensive (laughs) shit she wants, and it's great because they can laugh at it because I'm going to write a good line. It's not even my punchline, but I get the credit. They can laugh at it. They can roll their eyes at it, whatever, but they don't have to judge her. They don't have to reprocess or reappraise her. All they have to do is think that it came from somewhere else. But the important thing is she gets the line out and they get a laugh. But it is kind of interesting that she's using me as bomb cover. <laughs> because if they don't laugh, all they can, you know, doesn't no skin off her back. She's not going to be embarrassed. Skin off her back. Is that appropriate to say now? No skin off my back. Is it? Let's go find the origin of that. Skin off my back is going to be the titled title of the new podcast since Youngstown came to me. What about feather in my cap? Is that appropriate to say? And you might be thinking, well, dude, you're the comic. You should say everything. Yeah, I know. I will say everything and anything, I guess. Uh, that's not true. Um, but also, on a day-to-day basis, I want to be respectful of people when I'm talking to them. So if you're someone who is offended by a little skin off your back fat, let me know. And there's your 30-minute podcast for this Friday, Cinco de Mayo. I hope you have a great weekend. I hope you, I, on it, candidly, it's about you now. I hope you do more of what makes you feel most like yourself. It's better. You'll go to sleep feeling better about yourself that night because you'll be like, No, I did what I wanted to do. I didn't do that dumb shit. I didn't waste my time looking at the phone or fucking around and that other thing. I did what I wanted to do. Listened to this podcast, told all my friends about it. I posted on uh, Instagram the other day, thank you to the old listeners who have told the new listeners about the podcast. You mean the world to me, and I hope you have a great weekend. And new listeners, thank you so much. Get in touch, yesjoesmith at gmail.com, et cetera, et cetera. Talk to you soon. Bye.